One, two, three, four, five. Oh, we're not going go to first. 10. <laughs> no? We're not no, going to 10? I, I thought we were going to 5. No, 5 is great. I love 5. Um, no, five, okay. nothing, I have nothing against 5. <laughs> um, sure. I, Let's keep <clears throat> this in the, in the episode. Yeah. Or oh, five. hi. Hi. Thanks for oh, joining yeah. us. <laughs> we didn't notice you there. Oh, you're here. That's great. That's great. That's fine. We're totally <laughs> oh, ready. Oh, goodness. We're super okay. ready for you. And here we go. Welcome back <laughs> to Theory Query. Um, my name is Ryan. And I'm Ethan. Yeah, you are. And wow. we're going to talk about another new conspiracy theory tonight. Yay! Yay! I told Ethan what my topic was like two weeks ago or more, and he forgot. So it'll I don't be new. Two weeks ago, I have the memory of a goldfish. So I've gotten since like nine o'clock this morning, and that's about it. So I do like thanks, to eat goldfish, guys. by the way. And uh, have you seen that there's princess goldfish now? They're like pink. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So me and David saw them at the store and obviously like immediately put a bag in the cart. And yeah, they're, they're wonderful. That's, oh my God. I you feel like that. a princess when you eat them. And like... I have been a princess goldfish for my whole fucking life. <laughs> and to know that there are others out there like me is wonderful. Amen. Ew, I hate it when I say amen. I don't know why I say it. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway edit um, that out. What? <laughs> Takes a drink of gin. So, Ryan. Yeah. Our dear listener um, may or may not be aware of some big news this week. Mm-hmm. Our hearts are so heavy. I can't bring myself to say it. You might have to do this. Yeah. Um, the, the one true queen of gals and gays. Um, notorious. She notorious. Was. Indeed. Um, the Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away this week um, due to, after fighting a long battle with cancer. And um, when I say, like, the one true queen of gals and gays i i don't say it lightly um she was truly a champion like and i especially for those communities i would say you know um just just always speaking for the people and advocating for marginalized groups and um it's not something that we have had the great fortune of seeing especially recently um and so it's just another fucking thing this year that um it's one of like the worst the the worst ones you know it's not i can't even measure it against anything else it's been pretty tough to to uh swallow exactly i mean she was truly one of the most brilliant legal minds of many generations and managed to be both dignified and humble and no matter where people fell on the political spectrum, like they had a world of, of respect and admiration for for RBG, even though they may not have necessarily agreed with her. And that's something that's truly, I think, spectacular. Yeah, and a sign like a sign of just how how intelligent and yet compassionate she was. That you know she was a pioneer and she was a very progressive. Um, 
you know, she had took a lot of progressive stances in her career and in her um, judgment generally, but she garnered so much respect from people all, you know, all over the spectrum. And um, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous loss. And mm-hmm. if I can say anything about the whole thing, it's that I hope so sincerely that her, her literal dying wish is honored. That doesn't fucking sound like anyone on the other side of things has that in mind, which is no. heinous to me. So it is 2020, and I'm really jealous that she got to die and I did not. Yeah, okay. Um, why couldn't, why wasn't I invited to board the <laughs> spaceship? She left me here. God. Did you, can you blame her? I know, it's not done yet, so... No. Speaking of our listener, um, we've reconnected. (laughs) Um, Wonderful! Yeah, she is lovely. We had a nice little chit-chat on Instagram, and she informed me that... She said thanks for the shout-out, but she's not actually from the the Netherlands. Um, She said (laughs) it's a... Where is she from? (laughs) Did we just make that up? We may have just made that up. I made the assumption based on the fact that she... It's like the Netherlands is in her handle, in her Instagram handle. Um, There's like an indication Um, that she's from the Netherlands. And um, she revealed to me that it is an aspirational um, tag because she, as we have just been talking about, I think she would appreciate this conversation. Um, She wants to get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, no, she, oh my God. She, she lives uh, on American soil. Feel bad for her for that. Okay. Um, but hey, to you, we love you. I know it's like bullshit here, and I frankly don't blame you for wanting to get the fuck out of here. And I would do the same if I yeah. were in your position and had my whole life ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get this thing rolling downhill. Okay, it's a it's a big one. It's a big ass one, and. I <laughs> I just want to preface you look you look like you have something to say. No, I was just gonna say like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to reintroduce this to me because I anything that happened before this morning it's it's foggy. <laughs> yeah, well, day drinking on light beer all day long will do that to you. Um, well, cheers. <laughs> so. It's called it's, coping right now. W- yeah. Well, yeah. Self-medicating is um, my excuse. <laughs> so this is a this is a when I say it's a big ass compar- conspiracy, you might say it's as big as a celestial body. Um. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Oh I think my god. I, I, <laughs> I hate it already. Oh. I, you, I know people who think this way. And you haven't even told me what it is. I oh know. no! Yeah. Well, here we go. So, okay. I'm gonna let's let's start off with a question, okay? okay. Um, Ethan, what would you do if someone walked up to you and told you that you faked your greatest life achievement and that you were a liar, a coward, and a thief? Like they got in your face and just said all this to you point blank. I would tell them to blow me. Okay. Probably. Sure. You would. Or just. Like... Yeah. I don't well, know. Not engage them, maybe. Oh. You wouldn't do anything more, like, forward? Well, I don't know. If someone came up and was like, uh, you never achieved you said you did, I'd be like, you also have been day drinking today. Um, 
slowly. Okay, well, the answer, the answer that I was fishing for was uh, you punch him in the face. And that's exactly, okay. <laughs> that's exactly what Buzz Aldrin did when um, a man named Bart Sibrell... I hope I wrote that name down Bart right. Simpson. Sure. Bart Simpson. Okay, keep going. <laughs> he went, hey, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, walked up to Buzz Aldrin, who you may know as uh, one of the first men to walk on the moon, told mm-hmm. him that he was a liar, a coward, and a thief. And Buzz Aldrin um, responded by just punching just him in the face. <laughs> decking him? Great. And this was in 2002, by the way, so not too terribly long ago. Oh, my gosh, so he was ago. like... <laughs> He's a little aged at that, yeah, at that point. that's great. If anything, um, they should be like, sir, we have to cite you for not punching that man hard enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, it turns out he didn't actually have charges pressed against him because he was acting in self-defense, and also he's an American hero. Um, and yeah. I'm sure, and he's white. So I'm sure that all kind of factors <laughs> He had a lot it. going for him. Yep. Um, the, the deck was stacked, I'm afraid, afraid uh, Bart Simpson. So, okay. Wow. So now that now that you're interested and listening, yeah, and, uh, okay, tuned in. Um, let's okay. let's talk, and I'm gonna be as brief as I can about this because the conspiracy is just like so deep and so uh, fascinating that I don't, you know, I don't want to waste time on the facts. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the Apollo missions. All right, okay. they. Why, why were they necessary? Which, that's, an answer, that's a question I still don't fully have an answer for. But um, in 1957, you know, we're like in the, in the middle of the Cold War, right? Is uh-huh. that the middle of the Cold War? I think so. Um, yeah, just about. <laughs> Russia launches Sputnik, right? And everyone is like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Like, they got rockets and missiles, and they're, like, doing space stuff. And we are not. And so... It's a big, it all comes down to just a big fucking pissing contest. But, um, yes. so they launch Sputnik, which is the first manned space flight in 19. No, that's wrong. That is just a rocket. It's just a missile. <laughs> okay. Let me take this opportunity to they say that. They strapped a man to a rocket and they called it the first manned space flight. I would believe that if it's, uh, their space yeah. program was like probably a horse for the first <laughs> 20 years of its existence. A literal horse? Just literally a horse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so they they launched a rocket into space. That was 1957, and then a couple years later, 1961, they send the their first cosmonaut into space. That's the first manned space flight, 1961. 61, okay. okay. And not coincidentally, um, the Apollo program starts based on uh, JFK's uh, proclamation that we need to go to space in 1961 as well uh, um huh. yeah makes sense right so all right johnny and then so for the next six years the apollo mission is in like research and development phases and with the first flight um scheduled in 1967 okay that's okay. apollo one the first one the first okay. one numero <laughs> no <laughs> i am not happy that i just said that when you um, start at the big year very beginning it's a very good place to start. <laughs> um, so in 1967, they were having a pre-launch test for Apollo 1. And okay. I should also mention that the U.S. at this point had already done manned spaceflight, right? Um, there were the Gemini and Mercury uh, projects, which both put 
uh, Americans in space to like orbit okay. and stuff. So that part is not new. Okay. Um, but the Apollo this is more like space foreplay going on. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then okay. the like landing on the moon is the climax. Okay. So okay. and that's that's where Apollo comes in. <clears throat> so Apollo one, they're doing a pre-launch test, and it's just a test. Like they were never going to fire any rockets or like get off the ground or anything they're just like it's like the rehearsal dinner right um and a cabin fire the cabin caught fire during this test and there was an issue with the door of the rocket i believe and the first three astronauts who were supposed to fly one of them at least one of them was in the earlier space flight missions um they all burned to death in this fire Oh my god. It's, it's like I listened to the audio, not uh, I didn't like actively seek it out. It was on two different documentaries that I watched in preparation for this and like the you can just go and listen to the audio of them burning to death. Oh. Wouldn't recommend my, it. Um, yeah, no. Pass. Yeah. Okay, so Apollo 1. Not not doing great. No. Right? I mean dress rehearsal night and Juliet literally stabs herself yep exactly um terrible also okay yeah so (laughs) apollo 2 is canceled not surprisingly um (laughs) good good call (laughs) good call apollo 2 was canceled and then it's it's a little hard to understand i just want to go through the apollo numbers to make it easiest to understand then i realized that like nasa doesn't even understand it um, okay. but through my research and trying to track down these missing Apollo numbers, cause you can't fucking, they're never <laughs> mentioned in any of like the mainstream documentaries, Apollos three through six were later designated as test flights, like unmanned test flights where they just shot off rockets to like reevaluate, okay. see what the hell happened in Apollo one. Um, and it wasn't until Apollo seven, um, which was in 1968. Uh, where they sent uh, met like astronauts back into space. Okay, so okay. Apollo Seven, like we're back on, we're back on, we're back in it. The astronauts on that rocket spent eleven days in orbit to test the endurance of the hardware because the trip to the moon was suspected to take about eleven days. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they're just like, can this thing exist? Can this machine? Can, can this even do it? <laughs> yeah, can this can this rocket last in space for eleven days with like oxygen and all that? You know, okay. Right? So they had like no option but to succeed. Yeah, yeah, and we can definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely get into that deeper later. Okay. So it goes fine, and then in Apollo eight, which is in the same year, just at the end of the year. In December, they go uh, beyond low Earth orbit for the first time ever. Humans have only orbited in low orbit to travel to the moon and orbit the moon. So Apollo 8 is a really big deal because they, like, you know, went went around the moon. This was broadcast on Christmas Eve live to the entire world. Um, which tends to be kind of a theme throughout the whole thing because it was a pissing contest, as I said. Yeah. Um, everything is very, like, 
televised, scripted. It's not surprising that they would choose Christmas Eve as the, like the day to orbit the moon when all these families are Everybody's like... Everybody's at home in front of the TV. Exactly. Um, yeah. That was the first Channel thing one. I thought. My dick's really big. Channel 2. No, uh, my dick's bigger. Uh-huh. Precisely. So, whatever. That happened. Congratulations. And, um, and then there were a few more tests. So, Apollo 9, they... In the earlier missions, it was just the ship, just the rocket that they were testing the integrity of. Okay. And now they have to, like, attach the the lunar module, which will, like, take them down to the moon's surface and, like, keep them, you know, it's, like, the base that they use while they're on the surface. So okay. now they have to add that into the equation. So Apollo 9, they just, like, go up into Earth, low Earth orbit with the lunar module to see, like, how it flies with the rest of the machinery, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then in Apollo 10, they take the lunar module and fly to the moon again and orbit the moon and just come back um, again just to test the okay, module. Just baby steps. Just, yeah, like very slow scaling up of, of uh, technology. Apollo 11 is like the first one that people, I mean, Apollo 1 is like the tragedy that a lot of people know about, but Apollo 11 is the, the big one where we had successful touchdown on the moon. Um, it was live. It was broadcast live for the whole world to see, naturally. Of course. Um, and this was the one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Neil Armstrong okay. the first man to walk on the moon. Buzz Aldrin comes down after him, and they, like, dance around and do whatever okay, they do. Okay, so this was NASA's big spit on it and push moment. Apollo 11, correct. Okay. Okay. Um, but we go on. Um, Apollo 12 was the same year, 1969, four months later, and nice. they basically just do all the same things that Apollo 11 did. <laughs> so they, <laughs> okay. they, they go back. They repeat all the same shit. They, <laughs> okay. they do like different experiments on the moon's surface, um, and they come back. This time, they had, like, so when, when Apollo 11 landed with Neil Armstrong, like, the whole world was watching. But on Apollo 12, like, the, the interest rapidly faded on the part of, like, <laughs> Americans especially. Yeah. People just weren't interested. In, like, they had a way lower viewership for those. Oh, damn. So, um, like, yeah, we did it once. Cool. We're over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, okay. So then Apollo 13 is next. Yeah. Okay. Any, uh, so that was a real that, one. It wasn't just does a Does that dredge up any <laughs> memories for you? Yes, it does. Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton. God rest Bill Paxton. Is he dead? I'm, I think he is. <laughs> Fact check His that. career certainly is. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Googling it right now. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, but it's possible, I suppose. <laughs> Um, oh shit i was right he died in 2017 okay rip rip bill paxton i know also side note i watch i know i love twister (laughs) me and david watched twister at a drive-in in montana when we were on our like quarantine home fleeing what yeah that's amazing yeah it was it was like my first driving experience and there's like a drive-in scene during twister 
if you yeah. recall. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it the was tornado rips fucking, through the screen. Yes, it was yeah. fucking awesome. I loved it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Bill Paxton, <laughs> God rest his soul. Um, okay. Also, Gary Sinise is in it. It's just like the all the nineties to early 2000s greats of of cinema are in this movie i had never seen it before and i watched it in preparation for this episode so um embarrassed a little bit to admit to the world that it was my first time seeing apollo 13 but um what a it it is a good movie like it's really good and i also didn't really know anything about what happened on apollo 13 so it was a good uh a good insight into into everything so basically for anyone who doesn't know i'm going to give the extremely short version which is that on their third day um en route to the moon an oxygen tank blew up during a routine test and it like it they were using oxygen <laughs> to breathe <laughs> um but also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also okay. it like okay. affected their <laughs> yes hang on <laughs> um but also it affected their uh, fuel tanks and their ability to to have enough fuel to get home. So yeah, well, they lost a lot of oxygen. oxygen to combust fuel. Precisely. So in they the lost vacuum of space. <laughs> oxygen's a little thin on the ground. Yeah. So like the Apollo, uh, the Apollo thirteen film is actually very true and accurate to true and accurate write that down um to (laughs) (laughs) to the actual events um apparently like they did a very very good job because i watched a couple these couple of documentaries um and like down to the exact words that that they were radioing back the crew was radioing back to um nasa they're like all word for word even like the emotion you know it's like it's great good movie highly recommended um essentially they they just had to problem solve in real time their odds of like survival were basically nothing and nasa they and nasa together worked on solutions to eventually slingshot them around them using the moon's gravity to go around the moon they got into the lunar module they crammed all three of them into the lunar module as a way of uh, getting in a lifeboat, essentially, is what they called it. They used the lunar module as a lifeboat. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a whole bunch of other shit that they had to, like, problem solve. And it was, it's just, it's a really good story. So watch it to get those details. But it's, they made it home and they're fine. Um, but they shouldn't have. It was not likely <laughs> that they were going to make it. <laughs> so. Then Apollo 14, 1971. So this is uh, two years after Apollo 12. Um, basically, no one was paying attention anymore or cared. The sensationalism of Apollo 13 was like the final nail <laughs> in the coffin, and people were just like, okay, whatever. Um, if they survive, <laughs> it's really not fun to watch. So Apollo 14 is the uh, infamous golf ball. Uh, someone like drove a golf ball off of the moon or whatever yeah um it's like an image that everyone knows but they're not really sure like when or why or where it happened apollo 15 was the same year 71 they uh this was the first one where they brought a rover to the moon so they could drive around in a little like oh, nice. thing and they were able to cover five miles of the moon 
nice. in, in exploration. Before that, they were just walking around kind of near the, the lunar module. Okay. Apollo 16 is in April 1972. More of the same shit. Drove around on the, on the, on the uh, rover. Mm-hmm. And then Apollo 17 was the final flight in 1972. And the bay, they like broke new records, right? So they had a civilian on board for the first time. And they covered 19 miles of moon surface. Nice. Okay. And then it shut down. They finished their shit. And no one's been to the moon since. Okay. But has anybody been to the moon? Is the question that we're asking tonight. And I'm rustling papers because I actually... (laughs) I'm rustling papers because I actually wrote everything this time. Because I'm (laughs) trying to reduce my screen time in a pandemic. Um, (laughs) So... You sound I like think... an investigative reporter like, <laughs> shuffling your papers. I know. But really, did they? Well, on like... tonight on 60 Minutes. <laughs> we're on, it's like we're on an NPR interview. I'm like, okay. And All right. oh, how do you feel about that? Wow. That's great. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Nina. So should we, should we break before we like dive in to, to this uh, perhaps, perhaps not? Let's take a deep breath. And chill for just a second. Okay. Let the history wash over us before we have to feel angry. Herstory. Yes. I'm going to finish my gin and pour another one. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query. Or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryqueerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us through the break. Uh, I hope everyone had some time to... Let that history rest and digest for a short while. And uh, let's get into some insanity, shall we? Yeah. So it's what, like, why, why is there a conspiracy about the moon landing? Um, besides it being virtually impossible to pull off. Well, yeah. <laughs> especially, okay, so considering that um, NASA claims they have nearly a half ton of moon rock and sand that was brought back from the Apollo missions. Yeah, it's okay. like 850 pounds. Um, okay. There, the missions were corroborated by Russia, Japan, and China. There's current images of rover tracks left over from the moon landings because, as we know, there's no wind on the moon. And uh-huh. um, there's records that it, it used up 4% of the federal budget while it was happening. Ah, okay. That's a lot of money. So basic, yes, yes. Taxpayer money. I know, but we went to the moon, right? Did we? Or did <laughs> we? <laughs> um, well, let's examine. Well, these. I don't know. Usually, usually in cases where someone's like, "Listen, this thing happened. I have evidence, and everyone else agrees that I did it because they saw me do it." Mm-hmm. Usually you are like, yeah, you, you you did that. You probably did that. Yeah. But have you ever like started a rumor with your friends? Well, yeah. But I feel like 
I just saw you go somewhere in your in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did go somewhere. We're not going to talk about that. But you feel I don't know when you start a rumor, you don't start a rumor that's like easily debunked unless you just want to piss somebody off. It's you start okay. rumoring well, there's like a little bit of like mystery and like well, right. suggest like maybe that well maybe let's this way let's get into it. So the yeah. father, this guy named Bill Casing, is considered like the father of the Moon Hoax conspiracy. He was a okay. Rocketdyne employee, and this is the company that helped to design um, the rocket engines that were used on the Saturn V, which are the okay. rockets that the Apollo missions use. Um, okay. He worked on those engines from 1956 till 1963. So before there were manned flights, but he was like involved in making the rockets somehow. Okay, but then after that, his involvement ended. Yeah. So he yes. was basically just mad that he could make rockets anymore. He had to go make roller skates or whatever the fuck you do after making rockets. So in 1976, and this is like a little less than 10 years after the Apollo missions ended, he published a work called We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle. What? And the ideas in that thing persist to this day. And so he, um, he was quoted in 1994 saying, it's well documented that NASA was often badly managed and had poor quality controls. But as of 1969, we could suddenly perform manned flight upon manned flight with complete, uh, sorry, I can't read my writing, with complete success. It's just against all statistical odds. That was his quote. Um, and then like, did he, so did he run the numbers? <laughs> I, I don't know. Hmm. But going along with that, there's like, like, why is this theory? Why is this uh, conspiracy theory kind of so mainstream? Um, especially after Watergate happened, which, like, keep in mind, Nixon was president during, like, many, if not all, of the Apollo missions, which is strange to think about. Uh, yeah, um, okay. So, he was <laughs> have you ever heard the, the phrase, well, if we can put a man on the moon, why can't we, like, insert issue? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, it, that, that whole, that became a really, like, household phrase for a while, after, oh. especially after Watergate. Um, and it just fed into the like mistrust of the U.S. government, which was kind of a new concept for people. Um, so people were like, "We can't solve poverty, but we can put a man on the moon," you know. And like, given the budget that NASA used up, it was like people were like, "What was that all for exactly?" Um, <laughs> and there isn't really any um, money go. Yeah, there isn't really anything to show for it other than like pretty pictures and. Um, stories and some rocks yeah we got these so, rocks we have to spend a lot of it on blow and hookers <laughs> right so that that's where it was kind of born from i'm gonna okay. like comfortably rustle my papers while i move on um, sounds very <laughs> so about the theory a little bit more somewhere between this is like horrendous six percent to twenty percent of americans um are believers and then like when you factor in percentage of or uh, percent error it's like it could be not that many or it could be a shit ton oh. 
Uh, another poll said that the difference between that is 19.62 million people or like 9 million people. Who knows? Which is still <laughs> That's still a kind of a, a big of number. People. Those are both very big numbers. Right. So uh, other polls, 25% of Britons. This is turning into a show of us just being deeply disappointed by the number of people we find out believe in some of these conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm honestly okay with that. And uh, <laughs> This is bullshit. Oh, God. People believe it. The least surprising, 28% of Russians. Um, <laughs> which, you know, to be expected. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, fuck those guys, or however they say it. In okay. I don't know. Now, we're, now to the good shit. Okay. Okay. So... The first, the first area that was identified as like sus- being suspicious is okay. what's called the Van Allen be- belts. Van, um, belts. Van Allen belts. These are basically wall. I mean, they're like um, tube shaped, but we're gonna, for the sake of understanding, just call them walls of radiation okay. that surround the Earth. So the only reason that we are able to persist on the Earth is that the earth's atmosphere and magnetic field like protects us from cosmic radiation shower of cosmic radiation that we're constantly bombarded by yes exactly yeah Um, okay i'm with what happens to it it doesn't just like go around and leave it like like circles around and then like eventually gets like spat out kind of like um the like skinniest kid on the (laughs) merry-go-round um i don't actually (laughs) there ryan um too real there Sorry. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that that was gonna um, keep hit, going hit you in the way that it would. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, until the Apollo missions, we'd only ever sent humans into low Earth orbit, which is l- below or inside of the radiation walls that I'm going to call them. Okay. So. We would have to have like really great technology to be able to send people through these walls of radiation. Otherwise, they would get just like cooked, like Chernobyl level um, cooked, right? Okay. Um, the Apollo 8 mission, which was one of the first ones to leave the low Earth orbit, had a thin aluminum cover, thin aluminum so covering. They had, like fancy shielding, didn't they? Uh, they were covered in tinfoil, essentially. Okay, so, like, people who believe that we didn't go to the moon. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Strange, right? Um, <laughs> debunkers say that um, they used a specific angle to exit through the, the radiation wall, the Van Allen belts, and that's, like, what saved them. So they minimized their, like, time okay. going through them. Um, okay. And... It's interesting because <laughs> um, when they got back from that mission, NASA like measured their radiation exposure and said it was like about the equivalent of an X-ray. Okay. Oh wow! This okay. was like a NASA statement. They had they were exposed to about the equivalent of one X-ray, which is also the equivalent of spending three days on Earth. All right. Okay. The which makes me wonder, like. How many x-rays i've had in my life and how many <laughs> earth days that i've lost because of it um but i'm not going to get into that so currently there's a project going on with nasa called the orion project which i don't know anything about but uh nasa a nasa official 
smart man was on like a show and he said quote about the van allen belts quote we must solve these challenges challenges being going beyond the belts going beyond the belt okay before we send people through this region of space end quote okay which is pretty fucking a weird thing to say. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> thing to say. Okay. And it's like, it's a video. He's wearing a fucking, like, NASA polo. And he's like, we have to solve the problem of radiation in the Van Allen belts before we send people through them. Is this like a new... How how long ago did this take place? Was this like a news thing? Oh, I can't. I can't say for or sure. Or did some man just buy a NASA t-shirt from Target? And spout so this is the problem YouTube. with like pro-conspiracy media. You cannot, okay. you can't, I mean like, I, at, when I was first watching it, I was like, okay, I'm going to like go and like fact check all this and whatever and see, let's see where it came from and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm like, I don't have time for that. So <laughs> we're just assuming that it was it was like they, they did a, a very good job of like citing exactly where they got their information. Um, okay. I think could have made it up. But like if they had, it would bring up about like lawsuits and okay. um, not be on YouTube, maybe. OK, maybe. Well. Oh, OK. And then then he said something else. Quote right now. Earth orbit is the farthest we can go. We're working on bigger, better technology. What? Why? What? But, okay, but, <laughs> but, but, okay, Earth orbit. Does that mean we, because, like, Earth orbit is kind of like a big space, right? Oh, I mean, like, the moon orbits Earth, so I guess you could argue that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. All right. That's fine. So, yeah. That's fine. I'll let I you mean, have we that we can't one. send people beyond that, but we've, like, sent all sorts of shit into space. Right. Like, I had not considered that. He didn't robots. say, he didn't say low Earth orbit, right? Um, yeah. He just said Earth orbit. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, let's move on. In this um, documentary that I'm on, that I watched, and if anyone wants to watch it, it is, like, pretty interesting it's called american like search youtube for american moon english version <laughs> <laughs> so that suggests it wasn't originally um english? it doesn't suggest anything other okay. than that it's in english okay <laughs> uh-huh. all right whatever Moving so um <laughs> say something bad that i'll regret i think it's italian i'm pretty sure it's italian ah uh, Yes, the Italian space program, of course. Hey, Italians are have been on the ISS multiple times. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's great for them. <laughs> it is. It is. No, I say that earnestly. That's that's very nice. Um, so Good for them to do that too. There's a there's a bunch of like small things that I'll talk about quickly, and then there's like a couple of big ones. Um, okay. Communications. There were three instances when you listen over the original communications recordings of mm-hmm. uh calm responses lasting about one second between from like houston to the crew okay? okay where if you actually measure the amount of time that it would take for radio waves to travel back and forth there should be no less than three seconds 
before you like received the response. Okay. Oh. So if I'm on Earth and I'm like talking to you on the moon uh-huh. and I say like hello, then I shouldn't hear you say hello back for at least three at seconds. At least. Okay. Gotcha. Even if you were like right on it, you know. Um, and there is one point where it's less than one second where they're like did you are they sure because didn't for the television broadcast they had to be careful of how they timed when this is they could actually like do the moonwalk or the whatever so all of their all their footage who knows okay just wait for this (laughs) all of their footage is from the like nasa distributed um dvds that you can get that are like it's literally it's probably the most boring fucking thing in your life but it's like the footage of everything and like the the voice comms of everything in its raw form okay damn okay and so in this one instance there was a less than one second delay between communication okay but in a future publication or showing or whatever of this same time, there it was extended to three seconds. Okay. The original is one second, and then later on, the edited version was three seconds. How do we know that the original was one second? Because if, I mean, if you went back to like... Because it's the NASA... The television broadcast... Then... It's not though. It's like the NASA recordings. It's like it's what like if, a it's like a it's it's a verified like, historic what if they tidied document. It up a little bit though. <laughs> it's not a podcast. <laughs> it's the fucking moon watch. They, they honestly they put a man on the moon. What makes you okay. say that they couldn't do a podcast back then? Maybe they didn't call it a podcast. Well, that would have been corrupt too because they're altering. Maybe they like, called it okay. the lunar module cast Who all right knows? we're spending too much time on this all right okay the, keep going the, speaking of the tv broadcast um there was uh, so they they sent the astronauts up to land on the moon with <laughs> recording equipment because it was yeah, a big it was like an eight millimeter camera or whatever. it was like the nicest it was like the nicest equipment that could be bought at that time because because it was a fucking pissing contest and a propaganda machine and they like needed wanted to look good people had moon fever um and so they they gave them a guide for how to position the um antenna to send the video signal back to earth right because it's like fucking hitting it's like (laughs) hitting a target a thousand (laughs) well like I don't even know. Tens Hundreds of thousands of, thousands of, of miles yeah. away. <laughs> um, and so... Maybe. I don't know how far away the moon is. Really fucking far. So the antenna and the camera are attached to the rover. Okay. Right? That they're driving around sure. like... And yeah. um, they have to, when they're stopped, realign it. Make sure it's like the Earth is right in the middle of the circle so that they know that it's shooting right at the Earth. And the camera is like fixed on whatever they're trying to film. And mm-hmm. um, that's great. Good job. But throughout the course of the broadcast, they're like jostling the rover like crazy because <laughs> like they all they have tools and shit. They're like hauling stuff back and forth as they're doing experiments uh-huh. and whatever. And 
the rover is just getting like violently jostled back and forth. Because they're driving over rocks. Well, yeah. Well, they're not driving. They're just like moving it a lot. And NASA themselves told the astronauts, like, if you move the antenna more than like an inch in any direction, it will will like completely lose the signal. But in the broadcast, it's like crystal clear the whole time, unbroken Hmm. signal. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so that's that. I'm not going to I'm spending too much time on these. The next one is moon dust. Okay. Okay. On the moon, there's no air. There's no humidity. There's no atmosphere. Right. Okay. So technically matter, no matter how big or small it is, if you've ever seen the vacuum demonstration should just Uh like fall. Right. Like gravity. You need, you need like atmosphere to create static. You need atmosphere to, affect everything so um without atmosphere like gravity is the only force unless it's like impacted by something anyway yeah okay in some of these missions everyone is covered in moon dust like fucking filthy okay head to toe in moon dust there's no electrostatic anything happening on the moon nasa in fact says that even if it were possible if you were in the sun the sun would like burn it up anyway like the sun cancels out electrostatic um energy okay uh hmm. um the other thing about the dust is like you know the iconic picture of the footprint in the sand yeah and you can see like every line of of his shoe tread boot and Uh it's yeah and it's like very like clearly defined and beautiful um there that wouldn't also not be possible because it would think of like think of like walking in beach sand you're walking in dry there's no fucking water on the moon so you're walking in dry sand on the beach your footprints disappear like instantly okay when you're walking along the beach right so i'm not trying to say that the footprints should have disappeared instantly but they wouldn't be like perfectly clearly cleanly but i mean is the dirt or sand on the moon like sand on earth is it actual like the silicone it's not um and this was addressed a little bit in in the conspiracy like literature that i was consuming um that the sand particles are actually sharper and they would be more like clingy but it wouldn't be like i don't know it's just like it's way too defined and like super hard angles and edges because if you because if you've ever stepped in or walked through like clay really 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 fine material in which case like you could sneeze and it would leave a perfect impression of your sneeze Mm -hmm. in the clay but clay is wet maybe no clay is not wet it doesn't have to be wet Dry clay can be super detailed as well. But it's hard. No, it's not. <laughs> if it's dry clay, it's hard. No, if it's dry clay, it can still be soft and like dirt. It would crumble. When dirt's dry, it kind of crumbles, right? And you can step on it and leave a print, right? 
when clay is dry, it's the same thing, but because those particles are so small, it can take more detailed prints. Maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe. I'm just saying. No, I'm, and I'm also just saying. So A bunch of clay in the garden, and you can't grow anything in it, but you can definitely leave shoe prints in it. And this is going to be a two-part episode. Two parts. Two parts, two times, deuces. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because... You're giving him the DP treatment here uh, on Theory Query. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because the moon landing is a big... It's a big one. Yeah. It is a big I one. I think it's the biggest one that we've covered. Maybe. I mean, yeah. like, I, mean, I don't know, like, if biggest is the right word to use but it's like physically <laughs> physically the largest i believe the moon is the biggest thing that we have talked about it's other... actually no no hmm? flat earth that's pretty big too yeah this is other second biggest this is but the longest other world this is the furthest away otherworldly otherworldly and exactly. there's two bodies that we're talking about not just one so there has to be two mm-hmm. episodes i think it just it just yep. it just that's makes where the dp so comes in but like have two of them. you know i think flat earth is is a big deal and like they're actually not mutually exclusive flat earthers do not believe that we landed on the moon naturally um but yeah it just it just makes sense because this is when you talk conspiracy theories it's like one of the first ones that come that comes to mind for people and so like we're gonna go deep 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 yep all right we're gonna probe this one deeply Theory Query is 100% independently produced. If you like today's episode, please tell your friends, please follow us on social media, and please subscribe to this podcast so we can keep the content coming.